0: Donald Rumsfeld. Just kidding, George. Kidding. You demand. man. Americans now place so much trust in George W. Bush, think so highly of his skills, and respect him on such a deep level as a leader that you'd think he has broken his marriage vows with a 21-year-old intern. The war against terror is just beginning, and our success will depend in part on our attitude towards it. We need to reevaluate who our friends really are, all 19 hijackers were from the Middle East, and yet many of our so-called allies from that part of the world claim to feel our pain with all the fake sincerity and false bewilderment of Winona Ryder looking for a sales receipt. On the whole, the tragedy hasn't transformed America so much as we've Americanized it. The real tactical mistake the terrorists made in trying to disrupt our society was that in attacking us in such a monstrous public way, they brought us together. And if there's one thing we Americans have learned from decades of public beaches, traffic jams, and crowded shopping malls after Thanksgiving, it's that we hate being together. And that's why we're going to fight like hell to restore our God-given right to get the fuck out of each other's faces. Of course, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong trust. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here, but the events of the past few months have certainly diminished our ability to trust each other. We have government leaders who are more bought than a hooker's enthusiasm, and you can't even get on a plane these days without worrying that the seemingly harmless passenger sitting next to you could actually turn out to be an Enron exec. Over the past year, our confidence in the basic institutions of society has suffered blow after blow. The dot-com collapse taught us we can't trust the stock market. Enron taught us we can't trust the regulators who are supposed to supervise it. And the terrorist attacks taught us we can't trust violent, heavily bearded religious fanatics who want to bring about the total destruction of our country. Where can we turn? The one guy I really want to see on the former Enron exec hot seat is Andrew Fastow, the guy who apparently pulled all those financial deals that read like Chinese Pig Latin. Forget congressional hearings. I want to see this guy worked over by a gauntlet of laid-off Enron employees armed with barbed clubs and junior high anatomy manuals. But I'll also say that some of these employees should have known not to put their entire nest egg in one stock. They should have diversified, put a little in the good solid blue chips that can withstand any storm. Like I did. You know, the dependables. Kmart, Lucent, Captain Joey's house of room temperature chum. We here in California can't help but have a little enjoyment at Enron's expense because these are the same people who turned off all our lights two summers ago and then proceeded to charge us for energy like it was coming out of a hotel mini bar. You know, if the accounting firm Arthur Anderson has any dignity left, it was shredded along with everything else. But I see this all as a positive. I hope the accounting profession will be purged of all those young people who went into it because they were lured by the glitz, the glamour, the show. And it will once again be populated only by those who have a genuine love for sitting quietly in a fluorescent lit cubicle, gnawing their fingernails down to bloody nubs while counting other people's large sums of money. I love watching politicians like Tom Daschle fulminate over how Enron and Arthur Anderson deceived the American people. Daschle was the same guy who supported bailing out the airlines after September 11th, but never once mentioned that his wife is a paid lobbyist for the airline industry. That's a bigger conflict of interest than Star Jones clinging to a marshmallow raft. We trusted that the airlines would protect us. They didn't that skyscrapers would stand forever. They didn't, that our shores were safe. They weren't, that our bosses would tell us the truth about our companies. They lied, that we could retire on the funds we saved. We can't, that I would have a funny ending for this paragraph. I don't. It's getting harder to trust doctors, too. While they are still bound by the Hippocratic Oath, nowadays they are also bound by the cost-cutting mandates of health insurers. Gone, it seems, of the days when the reliable old family doctor would come to your house, poke around your mucous membranes with his kindly unwashed hands, peer into an incision he lovingly made with a rusty coping saw, and sewed back up with 20-pound fishing line, and dependably declare that there was nothing modern medicine could do for you. Using the Internet necessitates a certain level of trust. Every time we log on, we've just got to have faith that our emails aren't being read.